very much, um, Thank you all for coming. Um, I thought, or we thought, we'd take that opportunity to present ourselves as a new convener's team, first of all. Um, like Francois said, I'm Heike, I've worked for the Institute for Employment Research in uh, Warwick for something like 15 years. I've just relocated uh, back to my native Germany um, due to some political events that probably no one heard. So I, I now work at the University of Hornheim in Stuttgart. Um, and the funny thing is that we've all just changed institutions. So um, I'll just let you introduce yourself. Oh, sure. Um, so hi, I'm Daria. I was at Warwick until very recently, um, in the same place as I can. Uh, the Institute for Employment Research, but I've just started a new job um, at the University of Strathclyde in Glasgow, in the business school, so it's a little bit of a move up north, but Glasgow's ace. So come to Glasgow if you've never been, it's really good. Um, anyway, so that's, that's quite exciting. And um, I generally work on graduate employment, skill utilization, graduate transitions to work. Um, currently, have a sort of ongoing project um, where my colleagues in, from Italy uh, and I and another colleague, uh, Harula Zanak, who also works in this area uh, and is now at Oxford Brooks, uh, where we're looking at the impact of different kinds of work placements on different kinds of graduate outcomes. Um, we have a mailing list that's completely not associated with SRHE, so sorry I'm leaving <laughs> on this. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, we have, a, we have a mailing list on GIST graduate transitions, but please do get in touch with me if you're interested on graduate transitions to work, because uh, we'd like to keep you in touch with other people on our mailing list, and you know, if you've got any events, which are complicated, do that. So that's me, um, I'm very excited to be a co-convener of this network. Okay, hi, um, I'm um, uh, Karen Burke, so I've also um, I just got a new job uh, in, in Yale, which is the University of West of England. Um, in Bristol as a, an associate professor uh, in higher education. Um, my work has sort of always really been around um, graduate employment. Uh, I'm thinking about it through sort of um, different um, uh, theoretical lenses. So I only mentioned his name once today, but I do quite a lot of work around Bourdieu, uh, and then also um, using Bourdieu to sort of to sort of um, uh, critique some. Um, um, uh, applications of um, critical realism and I guess my main focus at the minute in terms of my research which was um, an SRT funded project, so I'd say thank you to them obviously, uh, is looking at issues around um, graduate um, resilience as well and sort of trying to think about what that actually means and sort of what that actually looks like in practice and then also how we can um, support that as well. So. I think I've, I've kind of left out what my background was. <laughs> I've, um, I've, I, I used to work on, on learning gain, learning outcome to higher education, transition from the higher education to the workplace in all different aspects, interventions, evaluations and so on. At the moment I mainly work in um, quality management. I kind of, for, for an English context, I kind of like to call myself as a one-person HESA data um, conveyor. So I'm trying to gather the different data that's available around and try to help um, present 
the learning gain of our students at this special institution. Um, about our network, new conveners team, where do we want to take it? We've kind of brainstormed a bit about aspects that are interested, that we're interested in. All different shapes. Um, the heart doesn't mean that this is our specific <laughs> interest, it's just one of the, of the shapes that were still available. Um, all different shapes, all different colours, all different... Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of relatively unconnected for us at the moment. So what do we mean? Employability, transition into the workplace, how does that connect in a mass higher education system, for example, in terms of relative um, employability theory? How does my employability connect to other people's employabilities? So that's kind of here. My special area at the moment, data, method methodological aspects, how can we gather the data that we need? Are we happy with the HESA data that are available? What other data do we need to capture the employability of our students, our graduates? Special courses, so like I said, it's a hard, but um, by no means the most important one, but still, this is kind of what we're looking into today. Degree apprenticeships, how do special higher education institutions um, enhance the employability of their students, of their graduates? Um, we're looking at different um, areas of research. Then, how does our higher education um, differ from normal vocational training? I mean, if we're looking at employability as an outcome, how much do we become higher level vocational training? And how much do we stay higher education? So what's the difference? Then. Obviously, there are massive, um, many different specific interventions to enhance graduates' employability. So we're looking at evaluation of specific interventions. They should enhance skill, competencies, attitudes of students and graduates. Then transferable skills, subject-related skills are all transferable skills. Subject, you know, what's the difference? So that's kind of what we're looking at. And again specific higher education institutions, how do they specifically cater for their <coughs> employability? As you see, it's all mixed back. It's not really sorted at the moment, but this is kind of very broadly the area we want to focus on. And that's where we want to bring the network to. Um, we're really interested if you if you've done research, if you can report of anything in that area to get in touch with either of us because we're still looking for new speakers for new network meetings um, like Francois said we haven't planned a network meeting for this year but um, next year is definitely coming <laughs> and um, so please by all means do get in touch with us and um, yes, I'll pass on to sure. him okay yeah, so I think um, we, were, we were thinking about, you know, what we actually want from this network and seeing as we're all sort of um, relatively new to this as well, we think that this is a good time to sort of refresh 
what we want to get out from it. And also this sort of like um 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 a community that that we want to support. And so within the actual within actual SRHE, we're 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 one of the like smaller networks, right? So there's about fifteen networks within SRHE and the really big ones uh, are um, WP and then also academic practice. And so those are the ones where there's lots and lots of papers and stuff at um at um, the annual conference. And so we're one of the more niche ones I suppose. But also still like a, a really um um important network. And not this smallest um, and so what we were, what we were thinking of is like you know what are the main sort of um, points in the year which we, which we can actually meet each other and so, and so it's definitely at the actual annual conference which even if it's too late this year next year might actually be a good time to, to think about for example doing uh, symposiums as well right so actually getting together with them like four or five papers and putting it into our stream. Uh, and then also getting involved with the um, network meetings. And we really do mean that in terms of um, people coming to us with ideas. And we don't also have to always do it in London either. We can do regional ones as well. So uh, so the first time I actually, actually met Heike, yeah, up in Glasgow, the first time I met Heike was in Aston University, where we talked about, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it doesn't have to be always in London either. So we can actually come to, to, to you as well. And so we, we are really interested in having that actual community rather than us at the top sort of trying to um, decide everything. And what we would hope to, to get from this interaction, both at conference and also through some of the network meetings, is then actual joint publications or a um, community of reviewers, right, or um, critical friends as well. And actually to have that um, engagement, which then hopefully would, would lend itself to, to things such as only joint funding bids as well and actually trying to to um, create something uh, out of the network. So rather than just a lot of lone scholars actually sort of coming together and trying to think about it, which I think really starts from everyone being engaged within the actual network meetings and what we want to actually drive forward as some of the like, priorities as well and to get some of that um, uh, critical feedback. So, um, this sort of brings us on to today's topic for today's event about how different higher education institutions address um, graduate employability. And I mean, we keep seeing graduate employability discussed very widely in policy discourse, in academic discourse. Um, students themselves and career services are kind of talking about it. So, it's it's become one of the main, uh, most widely discussed outcomes of higher education. I mean, I also kind of want to take a slightly critical stance on this because I don't think it's by any means the only outcome of higher education or in fact, um, you know, that reducing higher education to graduate employability is necessarily uh, that useful. So I think we have to retain a sort of critical distance around, around the term. However, having said that, we also have to appreciate that in this current context students are going to university with the idea that they're paying all this money so that they can get a better job so student expectations are also sort of focused on um, on the fact that they're, they're interested in getting um, a graduate level job once they finish not all of them but you know this it is important to students so there is a, a practical importance to this so I think it's quite 
kind of a challenging issue to both discuss and promote, but also to simultaneously be critical and, you know, think, well, what about the labor market inequalities, neoliberalism, etc. Et anyway, so that's um, kind of um, the starting point. But at the same time, um, the higher education sector has also undergone um, substantial changes. So, as well as um, you know, the increase in higher education participation that's been going on in the UK and uh, in many other places over the last 30-odd years. Um, in the UK specifically, there's been a number of, um, an increase in the number of alternative providers of higher education. And our first speaker, Steve Hunt, will say more about that in his uh, talk, which will be quite interesting, uh, which means that the higher education landscape is uh, becoming more complex to navigate, both for students, their families, uh, employers, um, and so on. Also, as Heike already mentioned in the previous slide, um, there's a, an increase or change in the kinds of courses that are available. So, um, most recently, for example, with the introduction of degree apprenticeships, and again, the focus is very much on work-based learning and um, employment and linking higher education with what employers need and, and so on. So, uh, but of course, there are issues around that as well with, uh, in the UK with the apprenticeship levy um, in England, actually, so this is default. So, <laughs> different situation in, uh, in Scotland and, uh, and Wales and so on. Um, and, uh, and our second speaker, uh, Professor uh, uh, Doyer, will say more about the degree apprenticeship experience in Germany at his university. Other changes, um, and again, this is a devolved issue around the student loan system, which is directly related to how students what students think about the value for money of higher education. There have been a number of really influential reports by the Institute for Fiscal Studies um, in the last year that have basically used the longitudinal education outcomes data, which is an administrative data set that links together uh, graduates' earnings uh, with the uh, their kind of student record data, so you can identify what university they went to, what course they studied, and where they were working. And this data is available I think it's like one, five or seven and ten years after graduation and as time goes on <coughs> you'll be able to track what people are earning 20, 30 years after graduation and so on. So on the one hand, fascinating source of data and because it's administrative it means firstly the numbers are much much larger than we would get in any kind of self-reported survey um, and it's probably going to be a bit more accurate because it's drawn from the uh, pay-as-you-earn system, it's, it's administrative records, it's not self-reported earnings. Um, on the other hand, you know, the data at present do have some limitations. Um, there are key variables that aren't included. Um, you've got to kind of take into account how they're constructed. But anyway, the, the IFS has mined this data and has identified particular courses or particular subjects or particular universities where the earnings aren't necessarily increased, which has thrown this question wide open, well, what is the value higher education, it, are some courses worth it, and so on. But again, worth it from an earnings perspective, which takes me back to my critical employability stance and what even is higher education. Maybe a question for another time or another session. But um, anyway, changes around the student loan system in England specifically are raising a lot of questions about graduate employability. Um, so uh, I guess our question is, so how do different higher education institutions address this whole concept of graduate employability, given all these changes that have happened, given these changing expectations, and now the increasing scrutiny that they're under with the kind of data that's become available um, and the kinds of questions that the public and the government are asking? In the UK, but I think actually this trend is 
encroaching in, uh, in other countries where higher education is less marketized as well. So, yeah, how, how do higher education institutions address this? What are the opportunities and challenges that uh, they face and how do they um, address them? And what's the potential impact on students? What do students think about all of this? Because they're the ones that are going through the system and ending up in the labor market. Um, so that's kind of uh, setting the scene for today, maybe potentially for further kind of follow-up sessions uh, on different aspects related to, uh, to graduates or skills, but please do uh, let us know if you've got any ideas. Um, in terms of the program for today, so uh, we've all registered and I hope everyone who wanted coffee got coffee. Uh, we will start off with Steve and I'll introduce him shortly. Um, talking about alternative providers and uh, graduate employment. Um, then we have our second, so all, all of our three speakers have around half an hour of presentation, 15 minutes for discussion, but you know, it's all very flexible and this time can be used as, uh, as they best see fit. We've got lunch for about 45 minutes um, at quarter past one, and then we move on to our afternoon session. And then right at the end, we hope to bring all our speakers together and have a facilitated discussion about the main topics that have emerged, you know, your thoughts. This is particularly um, a collaborative session, so we're looking forward to your engagement there. Um, and then sort of based on that, just wrapping up, uh, mentioning some of the next steps and, uh, and f further, further information. So we hope to finish at quarter to four, um, you know, hope to run on time. So that's kind of where we are. So uh, are there any questions about the network, where we're going generally? No? You're absolutely welcome to contact us as well, you know. Please do so. Yes, <laughs> please contact us. <laughs> uh, Our email addresses can be found on, on the internet. I think so, yeah. They'll, they'll definitely be on the, um, probably on the SRHE network website. Yeah. If not, just Google our names. We're all on Twitter. <laughs> we, we free all of us are on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, but please, please do get in touch or just approach us.